Blog Talk Radio. Hi. Hello. 
Hi, this is Lisa. Lisa? Mm-hmm. Hi, Lisa. How are you tonight? Good, how are you? Good. Have you been on my show before? I don't think so. You don't. All right, well, let's one. take a look. Let's take a look and see. Um, your, um, your, this is an astrology show, so you would give me your, your birth information. Um, mm-hmm. 3762. Okay, so, um, one second. Got it. Lisa, what's the first initial of your last name? H. H. Okay, so 0307-1962. Mm-hmm. Got it. And um, your birth time? 12.03 p.m. Got it. And your birth town? I slip New York. I slip out on the island. Mm-hmm. Where are you calling from now? I now live in Florida, West Palm Beach. Okay. Well, um, okay. You have a very uh, interesting chart with a very specific, uh, complicated path, I think. Um, are you working? No, I'm not. I've been looking for work. I've been going to school and pursuing a degree. I lost my home last summer, so it's been very traumatic. I've been going through a really rough, probably past four or five years. Okay. Um, Past four or five years. at, you know, where, yes, in the past four or five years, um, and even more than that, right, Uranus has been going through Aquarius and Pisces, and now it's in Aries, so that's like, you know, two, seven, nine, and another seven. It looks like you've had ups and downs for 10 or 15 years, you know, with lots of change. Yeah, I think about, yeah, yeah, I guess it was 2002. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. part of some of the good news is that because you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you know, eight planets basically all clustered together at the top of your chart, and in the last few years, um, not only one of the planets but two of them are going through that area. So even Neptune for a few years has been conjuncting all your planets in Aquarius, and it's been a lot of confusion, and it's been very difficult for you. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, and 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 that's you know, that's that's has to do with bringing whatever lesson that you're trying to learn to the forefront. I'm surprised that. You haven't been drawn towards some kind of work where you know you're you're like doing some kind of helpful service, because as a Pisces in your chart, you have Pisces in the tenth house, and mm-hmm. my my feeling is you know what what I am going what, to school for human services. You've you've been going to school to study human services. Yeah. Okay, that's really good. And where are you in that program? Well, originally I had I had switched my major a few times. I guess that's why I was, there was so much confusion. And 
I was so confused about my career. Originally, I was going to social work, then I switched to nursing, and I, then I was in administration, now I switched back to human services. I see. Um, you know, I, I think that that's, that's probably a really good path for you, for you to be getting involved in some kind of helping, service-oriented, because you have four planets in Aquarius and two in Pisces, and for you it's going to have to be about you know, helping others from some kind of an altruistic place, some kind of service-oriented mm-hmm. thing, whether you're, whether you're working for a non-for-profit. I don't mean mm-hmm. as a volunteer. There are jobs out there where you could be benefiting mm-hmm. people by doing all kinds of jobs that those people who run non-for-profits have available. It, it just seems like you would be drawn strongly to something like that. Your, your lesson mm-hmm. is very particular it's some it's somewhat spiritual somewhat about higher education um mm-hmm. you know that about you know going to school is a big part of the ninth house but it's also something spiritual but i think when we look at spirituality we can see that anything where we're helping other people you know really helping other people not just some desk job where you're filing papers for somebody you know, but but really helping someone out who's helping others, or an organization that's helping others. So when I when I look at when I look at this, if if you got the right job, you know, just taking care of someone personally, even like a personal assistant, even if you liked what they were doing, you know, if you liked what they were doing, who they were assisting then it's something that you would feel good about. In the end, I feel like you need to feel good about your work, that it's helping others, because it's Pisces on the oh, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. Very, very important to you. So as, as far mm-hmm. as just, as far as transits go, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of take a quick look here and just see. I know that Literally. you even have changes Literally. in relationships. Oh, um, my God. I- uh, my kids went to live with their father, and I am so, I want to get back living with them. I live with my niece now, and it's been so bad. Right, right, difficult. Well, Very there are stressful. some positive transits. You do have some positive transits, especially in June, some really good Jupiter transits that where, where Jupiter is going to be making really positive aspects to several of the planets that you have in the later part of Aquarius. So as Jupiter goes into the later part of Gemini and gets ready to go into your first house, I can see where starting at June, July, things are going to improve for you. So let's look on the positive side and see if June and July don't actually create some kind of an upbeat for you. Because right now, um, that the, the energy is moving in that direction. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, good. Well, it's good to talk to you, and thanks for calling into the show again. Okay, thank you. Yep. I'm going to jump on over and do my Global Energy Minute right now. And um, Okay. Yeah. Same thing happened with there it is, and it came back again just now. Good. Uh, so I don't know if if I'm like if I go off air, I don't go off air, but it looks like I do on my switchboard. So um, 
and I don't even know if I still have like a, uh, a chat room open for you guys. Sorry about that. It seems to be like dropping out a little bit. Okay. All right. Well, the chat room's back up for anybody that wants to join me there. And I look like it, the, the switchboard looks like it's working again. Sorry about that. It's a little blog talk drama. <clears throat> um, so the Global Energy Minute, we do this every week, and it has to do with where are the planets right now. It's sort of a horoscope for the entire planet. So global energy is really powerful tonight because we're having that partial eclipse of the sun. It's a unification of the solar and the lunar energy, which is a conscious and unconscious. So there's a deep connection, which is why I'm going to do a meditation in the next few minutes. Mercury is right there. Mercury is conjunct the eclipse. So um, that's very powerful, and Mars is actually widely conjunct the eclipse. It's actually within five degrees of the sun, and it's within three degrees of Mercury. So there's a strong stellium in Taurus that's involved with the eclipse. Just yesterday, it was interesting that Venus was in Taurus. So the first five planets were all in Taurus. Venus has since yesterday jumped right over to zero degrees Gemini kind of coincidental with the eclipse it, it it looks like venus was uh venus's sign change was helping to bring the eclipse in so venus now and jupiter are in gemini which is interesting because i've heard some stories about people being able to write letters to lovers letters to husbands letters to people that they're having relationships with explaining what's going on for them and so that's interesting because gemini would rule writing and venus love and so if there's an opportunity for us to communicate in a larger way with people that we love that's an awesome part of um, Venus going into Gemini um, the, the the other planets that are still in Taurus Saturn the moon Mercury and Mars are all still suggesting to me that there's a collective energy around security and money and values and loyalty and um, it may not be an easy energy for us to grasp right now it may feel almost a little too grounded a little too limiting it may feel um, somewhat simplistic but if we attach whatever it is that we're looking for out of life into an essence of saying, well, let's embrace the living. Let's embrace somewhat of our sensory experience, not from a materialistic place, but what joy, what beauty can we find in life? That can be a really big part of this push in Taurus. Saturn, I think, is playing a sort of downer role on all of this, even though it's not right in the midst of all that Taurus, meaning it's in Scorpio, but it's not in opposition. It has been. You know, we're only May the 10th, even May the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, um, when the planets were more in the lower degrees of Taurus. It was it was a sort of heavier kind of materialism and a certain link uh, about sharing and, and all this kind of scorpionic feelings that get attached to Taurus, where Right now, it's almost feeling like it can be more about us, about our own individual desire to experience the world through our own eyes, ears, you know, noses, and taste buds. You know, this is a this is something that doesn't have to be decadent. It can be something like uh, it just sprinkled a few drops of rain here, very strangely, and then when I went outside to come back here to the office to 
uh, you know, walk across the property, I looked up and the sky was still pink. So it was, you know, like a quarter of eight and it had just rained a little and the sky was still pink. It was something joyful. It was something beautiful about that. Perhaps we'll use that a little bit in our meditation. Uh, Uranus and Pluto, uh, very heavily close to that square, coming up on, think, on May the 25th. Uh, Neptune making a nice trine with Saturn, uh, making a nice sextile to all those Taurus planets. I think Neptune's keeping it, keeping it clean. So that's your Global Energy Minute. I'm Dr. Craig, and we're listening on the Inside Connection. Uh, I'm going to go to my caller, area code 901. You're on the Inside Connection. Hello? Hello. Hi. How are you tonight? Mm. Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. Who am I speaking with? Hey, this is Lamise. I was just listening to the astrological report. How are you, dear? I'm good. How about yourself? Good. Did you just want to hang out online for a while and then let's do that meditation together? Yes, that would be great. Okay, great. It's good to hear you. And I will, um, I will perhaps check in with you again before the end of the show. Okay, thanks. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk just a little bit about the eclipse energy, but I think what we really want to do is we want to experience it. Taurus is about the physical plane, and as I've intimated, it's about our sensory experience. It's about our values. But there's something interestingly for me about this eclipse, solar and lunar unification, linked with the tarot card, the Hierophant, which is key number five. And the Hierophant is like the high priest. There's a high priestess, and then there's a high priest, but in um, you know, an Egyptian sense of the word, we like hieroglyphics. This word is called Hierophant, and it's P-H-A-N-T, like elephant. And um, the, the idea behind it is that you have somebody that's able to communicate with symbols and speak to you directly. It's a very direct and open communication with people. So a hierophant energy, which is different from a high priestess who teaches in private, who gives us our energy or our mystical insights in uh, dreams and visions and, and through like study in private and in, and in, and in almost in secrecy um, because it's more of an unconscious energy. The Hierophant is a public energy, much like we would experience any priest or rabbi in a church. That person we go in, they, they communicate to us a spiritual lesson and it's very clear what that lesson is. There's no hiding about it. It's delivered publicly. That's the energy of the Hierophant, and the Hierophant in the Tarot is ruled by Taurus because of Taurian values, also because of the traditional nature of Taurus, that Taurus is dealing with a traditional, steadfast, dependable, you know, very, Taurus is very grounded. So that energy connects with the Hierophant because the Hierophant is a teacher of values coming to us in a very traditional way. And um, I think that the Hierophant, we're going to use the Hierophant in our um, in our meditation, and that's why I wanted to um, bring up that card energy. So for anybody that's done a meditation with me, you know how I'm going to ask you to find a seat on a chair, be very comfortable, 
take a breath in and a breath out. Make sure that you kind of shake out any places where you feel a little knot or a little kink in your body because you want to become a little bit focused, listening to my voice, following along. For those people who are new, the meditations on the show are usually short, but they're called guided meditations because I'm going to talk us through the whole thing. And we'll see what, um, you know, comes out for us on the other side. So you take a comfortable seat in your chair, feet flat on the floor. You take a breath in through the top of your head. You visualize that the breathing is able to draw energy in down through the top of your head and swirl that energy around your heart. So as you breathe in, you breathe in through the top of your head and then bring energy in, swirl it around your heart. And then when you breathe out, you send that energy back out and up through the top of your head, obviously, even though you're still breathing through your nose and your mouth. So in through your nose, out through your mouth, energy from above, down into your body, out energy from your body, up and out into the cosmos so that we're creating a connection above. And then we go down to our belly button area and we breathe out and we send energy out down our feet and down and into the earth and then we breathe in from the earth into our belly button area and then out from there and out into the ground so that there's a connection rhythmically breathing in from above and below breathing out to above and below and then all of that energy collects in the middle and warms you from between your heart to your navel. It's a very soothing connection that you make with cosmic energy and with energy on the ground. So as we take those breaths in and we relax and we allow ourselves to become more connected with our own inner voice, our own inner communicator, we see that that inner voice is the voice of the hierophant within the priest, the teacher, the spiritual guide that lives within us all. We all have that. That is the Taurus within. That voice is the voice of our values. <clears throat> you breathe down in, you breathe out, you breathe up, in, you breathe down and out. And you allow that rhythm to go back and forth between the ground and the sky as you breathe and you allow that inner hierophant however it is that he or she may look they don't have to have any particular form at all only the form that you want to give them but you recognize them as your wise guide as your teacher as your spiritual voice and they say come on let's follow me and they lead you down a path, and they lead you through a field, and they lead you through a fence, and they lead you over a hill, and down a valley, and up a hill, and down a valley, and it's sunny and beautiful, and cool and lovely. And this hierophant, this person who's with you, along the way, they're talking, dispensing knowledge, communicating to you about the way in which you can create magic in your life by unifying your conscious and unconscious energy as long as it personally connects with your personal values. 
the only way in order to be able to make that magic manifest is to be able to have that energy connected to what it is that you personally value. If you value love, you can manifest love. If you value money, you can manifest money. If you don't value these, then it's more difficult or impossible to manifest them. And the Hierophant says all of this with a smile on his face and a knowing that this is common knowledge and it can be found anywhere in the mystical teachings. It's nothing secret about it and it's out there and it's open for you. When you finally reach a little bit of a clearing in the field when a place where it looks like the two of you can sit down, you sit down with a small blanket between you and it's quite nice and the Hierophant produces from between uh, from from between his um, like his arm and his body, a little pouch, and in the pouch there's two keys, and the keys are silver and gold. One silver, one gold. And from there, he puts two little boxes on the on the blanket, and one little box has a silver moon on the top of the box, and the other box has a gold sun. And he smiles again, and he hands you the keys, and he says to you, don't worry, they're not little Pandora's boxes, they're little gifts to you. They're little gifts to you that I'm giving you tonight from the eclipse, from the unification of your conscious and unconscious for you to discover your values. And you choose which key you want to use first, but you take one of the keys and you put it into the box and you turn the key and you open the box and you look in there and you see what it is that you find and it's something that you really truly cherish because it's something from your unconscious. It's something deep and it's something beautiful and it's something that you really absolutely are happy and excited to see that it's there in the box because it means something to you. It means something to you either symbolically or literally, but it means something to you and you know right away what it is that it means. And you put that thing back in the box because you know what it is and it's been mirrored for you and you take the other key and you put it into the other box <clears throat> and you open up that box and you look at what's inside of that and you know exactly what that is and you see what that is and you know that that's a part of your values and that consciously and unconsciously it means something to you and that it's powerful and it holds great promise and and hope and great energy in it because you know that as you found these two things that there's definitely a connection between them and that those two things represent strong values for you things that you feel are beautiful and meaningful and have purpose for you in your life you put that thing back in the box and you thank the hierophant and you give him back the keys and he picks up the boxes and he picks up the keys and you stand and you stare for a while at each other and you stare for a while at your surroundings and then he walks you back across the hill across the hills across the path across the fields and back to where you first began and back to where you first saw him he smiles at you says farewell and disappears off in some direction. You don't even know which one. He came in so quick, he disappeared just as fast. But you know you have him with you because he really is inside of you and outside of you. This is your inner voice. And the spiritual message of the Hierophant and the spiritual message of Taurus, the Taurian principle is 
the the only voice worth listening to is the voice of my own heart the the principle of that personal what we own so as we're connecting with ourselves tonight on this 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 night of the solar eclipse in Taurus we come to discover that what we really do own what really does belong to us that our thing that it belongs exclusively to us is the voice of our heart which creates what we value which stimulates the direction in our life where we find contentment and love and beauty and from there I want you to reopen up your eyes and bring yourself back to your home or your apartment in the chair that you're in and I want you to come back and I want you to be with me back here on the show um, nice that was a good little journey for me I hope you equally got something nice out of it um, the, the, um, that spiritual wisdom which comes from um, the tarot is, a, is, is something of an understanding of that that Taurus is, is a place where we develop what it is that we value based on our sensory experience of the world. But it's more than just the five senses. Because if we have loyalty from friend, that also is something that's ruled by Taurus and the effect of that, the loyal friend, for instance, or the way that someone's loyalty feels to us, or the way that friendship feels, or the way that accountability when somebody shows up for us, or honesty, all those values are a part of Taurus, and yet they don't really connect us simply with, you know, eating a slice of chocolate cake or seeing a beautiful sunset. They don't only appeal to our senses, and yet they're still listed under the Taurian experience of what it is that we value. We become honest, we become accountable, we become loyal in our own Taurian energy because it becomes a part of the way in which we experience the world, right? How tarnished the sunset is if we know that we've betrayed someone just a few hours before so that our sensory experience is guided also by the purity of our own heart and going in and and cleansing your own personal intentions is a really powerful thing for us to have been able to do tonight in this eclipse energy. I'm going to bring uh, my friend Lenise back on for a second. Lenise, how was that? <laughs> Are you good? Good. Say it again. Well, that sounds like there's some kind of scramble on the line, so um uh, yeah i'll try I'll try you again in a minute so anyway um this 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 uh, this is a a powerful way for us to connect with our inside with our ability to be on the inside. And I think that that's important because, you know, we want to be able to have a strong inner guidance 
that hierophant energy that we find on the inside. We want to be able to have a good dialogue with that. If we can begin that dialogue, then we have an eclipse in two more weeks, which is the Sagittarius-Gemini eclipse, where the sun will be in Gemini and the moon will be in Sag, and we can go inside and look deeply at what are our philosophical beliefs, what are our higher ideals, what are our higher truths, and how can we communicate them? So moving from an interpersonal place of, of um, uh, you know, I'm moving from a purely personal place of what are my own values, we can move to an interpersonal place of how do I communicate those values and those higher truths to others. This is a really nice part of a spiritual path and an awakening that's opening for us at this time. Um, You know, right now, it doesn't look like I have anybody else in the chat room. And uh, if you'd like to call in and get a reading, please feel free. The guest call-in number is 213-943-3395. Otherwise, I'm going to feel contented uh, with the uh, with the meditation and the eclipse show. I, um, I'm planning on doing a show next week, but I am going to be traveling on the 16th, so um, we'll see whether it works out that I can... Uh, get back to uh back to the studio and on the air um next week. So um you know let's uh let's uh let's leave you guys with um with Cheryl Crow and a change would do you good. I'm Dr. Craig and I'll talk to you real soon right here on the Inside Connection. Mm-hmm. 